Happy birthday, EFG. Happy birthday, EFG. Happy birthday, Engagement Family Gaming. Happy birthday to you. Hello everybody, this is Steven Dutzman. I am the editor-in-chief of EngagedFamilyGaming.com and I am also the host of this here EFG show. This is special. This is not the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. This is the EFG show, a special edition because we are here in LA, the heart of Hollywood, I think. I don't really know where this house is. Um, Literally, the, the Hollywood sign is up the street. All right, so we're in the heart of Hollywood. We drove yes. by the Chinese Theater, and yeah. I saw Bruce Lee's star on the All way right, to the fair. house. Fair enough. So we're in the heart of Hollywood. It is E3 week, so this is the first of five podcasts where we talk uh, each day about the coolest thing that we saw. Um, it is uh, Sunday evening, so so far we have seen the EA Play event. We have seen the uh, we have seen Microsoft drop fifty video games in an hour and a half. We watched it on our phones in a car because we couldn't check into the house yet. And we uh, saw Bethesda, who I thought I was gonna get to take the night off, and then they had to go and talk about more Elder Scrolls Legends coming to Switch. Thanks for giving me work to do, guys. So, I thought we would roll in, and let's just share our thoughts on what the most awesome thing that we saw so far in the press conferences yet. But, before we do that, you might have heard it singing a little song. Today, June 10th, is the fifth birthday for Engaged Family Gaming. EFG is officially five. Yay. Hooray. How crazy is that? Been doing this for five years. Um, it feels like yesterday. I've told the story a dozen times about how I wanted to be a video game writer, and I was going to give up, and my wife was like, why don't you write about games for kids? And man, has that changed my life, right? I mean, there are uh, people who I have met that I never would have met if it wasn't for this. And there's experience I'm having that I would never have had. I mean, who would have thought I was ever gonna be here at E3 with some of my best friends um, doing hashtag a whole- Hashtag dopamine. And hashtag, hashtag also, hashtag dopamine. If you don't know what that means, um, go to the Engaged Family Gaming Facebook page uh, there is a video that I filmed in the car. It is uh, The subject is a rebuttal to the man on the plane. Um, we got called out uh, hard, hard by this dude. He, 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 I don't know that he said it on purpose. Because I don't know if he didn't edit He did it. Were we called evil? He said that our entire business model was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. That's the Because word. encouraging children to play video games will do nothing but bring about the end of society as we know it. And I don't think he like meant it that way, but he sure as hell said it. And the only reason I don't think he meant it that way is I don't think he like really was like together enough to really get it. To understand um, how deep of a... Like, like, that's some scary stuff. Like, we're not trying... We are not an apocalypse death cult, people. Um, we're not. We, we're not. I prom- oh, very we're not. dystopian. Very, very dystopian. But the good news is 
Number one, hashtag dopamine. Second of all, um, <laughs> we're here at E3. Um, let's talk about awesome. Okay? So, um, John, you're going to go first. And then we're going to so, go around. So what's the most awesome thing you've seen? You're going to do two, and I'm going to do two. Yep. And James can do two. Because there's only three of us. Because uh, we traveled forever, and Jesse and Drew, our other two companions, are in bed. Yeah, because it's been a long, Because it's been long a long freaking day. day. Yep. Uh, the thing I saw that I'm kind of excited about, and I didn't think I would be excited, and now I'm very excited, is Elder Scrolls. Blades. Uh, it is the new Bethesda mobile everything. Yeah, like, like VR on it mobile. Is, it's going to be on Switch. It's going to be on PS4. It is going to be on everything. It's going to be. It's it's available soon. You have to sign up to to play early. Yes, you can sign up now. Yeah, tonight actually. As at right this moment. And it's got crossplay over over yes. mobile to VR, right? VR, mobile. You can play in portrait mode. So apparently, you can play it during business meetings, which was encouraged. If it comes up, he did in fact say meeting mode. Meeting mode, yeah. which is playing it in portrait mode for people that didn't understand that. So that was that was the thing I was most excited about out of all of the stuff we saw today. I was surprised being the Bethesda conference that we saw anything that would right. kind of cross over. But I know that my kids like watching me play Skyrim because I can I can adjust what they're seeing sure. when I do it. We go hunting a lot. Uh, but the the other thing that I got very hyped about while sitting in a van watching the Microsoft press conference was the shortest thing we saw and the vaguest Battletoads. They do Battletoads. Battletoads is coming Battletoads. back and I am so excited. It was the hardest game I've ever played ever. I never beat it because it was impossible. You know who did beat it, obviously, was Jesse. That's fine. I did not. Because of course I am not an did. actual ninja. Yeah. I could not beat um, it. So, for those listening who are curious as to what this is, so Elder Scrolls Blades, if you know what Elder Scrolls is, you're in, right? It's a, it's a, it's a Elder Scrolls game. But um, Battletoads is something that, you know, hasn't been around since the NES. Um, they did, they've done some remasters and some other stuff. Like, the characters have been around. But yes. um, it is a, it was a, like, beat-em-up, like, isom, like, it was a... It, it is it is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles knockoff. Clearly, that they gave a bunch of toads like machine guns and bandoliers and, and jet-powered things. skateboards, and that is what you did. And what? But the coolest part is when they punch people, their limbs turn into stuff like anvils. Yes. and stuff like they're they're and like when they kick, their feet get That's super right. huge. Turns so, into big boots. And like, things like they that. are super funny, mm-hmm. very expressive. They're cartoon characters to it the was, nth degree. It was better all, than uh, the turtles. It was no, different. That's insane. It was different. Ukraine. It was more Earth. It was a cross between Earthworm Jim. Yeah, that's true. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I know that was really deep for a that's lot a of people. That's a deep that... cut. Just Google it. It's probably worth a Google. 
my formative years. I'm just saying. Earthworm that Jim. That explains an awful lot. And then he transitioned right into SpongeBob. Frozen that Dairy explains- Treat of Righteousness. Okay. Google this. So. That's my thoughts. I. I'm with you on the Battletoads. My the thing that I like most about it, and this is maybe this is just the way my household is set up. Three player cooperative. Yeah. Couch co-op. Three player couch co-op, because that I mean I can absolutely picture trying to play through that game with the boys. You know what I mean? Or with you guys. Absolutely. Like that just sounds like a perfectly set up thing. Oh, man, I can't even get enough of it. Like, and they didn't show us anything. No, they just showed us a logo. With that said, they did give one. Th- they did say one thing that I am actually pretty excited about is that it's going to be hand drawn. There's something about like throwback games that are hand drawn now, Absolutely. like because that was a cartoon. So the fact that it's going to be a cartoon again is actually kind of awesome. The the other thing I like is that there's going to be rampant speculation about nonsense. Oh, Based our, on what they said. They're I just going to project things that don't exist. I so. can say specifically that we are putting up an article tomorrow that is going to be nothing but rampant speculation of the things that we want to see or expect to see in Battletoads. And I am 100% okay with it. I am here for that um, because they really told us nothing um, other than the fact that Battletoads is happening and that there's going to be hand-drawn action, which is great, and three-player couch co-op. I can't really argue with that. My only thing is they announced it on the Microsoft press conference. It did not say that it was a console exclusive. I really would rather play this on Switch. You're not wrong. It, I think it lends itself would be to such it. a good because if for nothing else, because I have three Switch controllers that work. Mm-hmm. We have a pro, My kids have a problem with getting really excited playing Minecraft and like Gronk spiking their uh, their Xbox controllers. Considering a good Xbox controller is mad expensive. So, all right. So, um, let's. Let, we've done a couple of kid things, James. We got one for the grown-ups, and I'm with you. On so this. am I, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. It's. I went to Bethesda thinking that um, that I was going to be disappointed, like you. You know, just nothing that was relevant to what we're doing here. But I'm a huge Bethesda fan. But even still, there was like, okay, what's Fallout seventy six? Is it a Rust clone? Is it something that's just totally different? And they started to lead us into this big open world, four times the size of Fallout 4. And then we find out that it's completely online, and it's essentially an MMO, and, and my heart sank. But then he said, you know, he knew, Todd Howard is, is not a stupid man. And he came out and, sa- and told us that you're in these little tiny kind of self-contained servers with, what, 6 to 12 players? Yeah. Yeah, something to that effect. And, um, and you could still play it solo, you could still quest and build and... It sounds like they've refined the base building, where you can actually create a base that goes together and the pieces don't crumble. It does look like a pile of trash. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, listen. Well, it was a pile of trash. They said that in the um, in the in the Noclip documentary. They said that it was a thing that one of their engineers hacked together at home, brought it in, and said, "Let's put this in the game." No, listen. That's true. That documentary is amazing. By it's the way, fantastic. But so. I I was sitting next to you when I said this is not going to be a traditional Fallout game because I yeah. they had call, I've seen the reports about that for weeks since it was announced. Uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku, who knows a lot and is connected to a lot of people, said, "Listen, if you expect, um, if you expect 
a traditional single player Fallout game, um, you're going to be disappointed. Right. Um, and I said that to you, and you're like, nope, I don't believe it. I I'm going to believe, believe it. it. And you didn't want to believe it. And, and I was, I was and then he like said it, and I tapped down the shoulder, and you, and you just shrunk into yourself. Yeah. It was like. It was like finding out your favorite TV show was canceled. That's kind of kind of how I felt. And like, I, I stepped away for a few minutes. I don't even know what I did. I think I, uh, I I had to take a call, and I came and I came back, and you went from like shrunken inside of yourself to like hyped out of this world. Yeah, I was super. Um, and I happened to come back right when they said that you could like nuke your friends. Yeah. The, the, well, the, what Todd Howard said exactly was we decided to put some nuclear silos around the world and let you do whatever you want with them. So. With that, and they showed a clip of you nuking other settlements or just random places, and it was it looked fun. Yeah, listen, I mean, who doesn't love nuclear weapons? It, um, it did look entertaining, and by the way, that might as well have been Ron Howard up there. Yeah, you just cover take, up his hair, take some of the hair away. It's just a young Ron Howard walking around. I mean, just saying, man, I'm old. Sorry, you are super old. Um, I'm a big fan of that. It's coming out this November. Yeah. Um, is going to be a beta very soon. Yep. And, um, and they did not a, announce when the beta would. They said there was a I'm beta. I'm sure that, but, but I'm they sure didn't that, announce that. I'm sure it's going to be towards the end of the summer. Well, you got to sign up for it. You can sign up for it now, actually. So, there on, I'm sure it will be later on this summer. Um, yes. The other exciting thing for Fallout 76. What's the other exciting thing? I can't remember. The special edition. Oh, the special oh, edition. Yeah. Is this got a freaking power armor helmet? Wearable power armor helmet. And a map that glows in the dark. And With a, an actual light and a voice modulator. I definitely told Jesse that that was a business expense. Do you think he believed me? If you do multiple podcasts, I guarantee that I will do. Uh, I said EFG shows. Well, EFG shows. I will be on camera with the power armor helmet, nice. no doubt. That's a business expense. I'm sorry. It absolutely is. Um, you got to wear a gray sweatsuit when you do it, though. Done. <laughs> I'll get, we I, have connections. We can build you the rest of the suit. Oh my god, how, how funny would that be? But no, that special edition is pretty rad. Um, I can't wait. So I can't wait. That Fallout 76. I, I mean, I'll borrow your copy. I'm excited. You know what? If you get the helmet. I'll have my son come by with his Batman helmet, and he'll use his voice modulator while you use yours, and you can do a show together. That actually sounds pretty awesome. It does sound amazing. Does sound awesome. You can't tell me I'm wrong. We're gonna we're gonna have to do that. So, um, so I, I agree with you. Fallout seventy six definitely one for the grown ups. Yes. Yeah. However, what are you can do it's one for the grown ups. Um, we parents are part of the family. Um. And I'm going to go for the older kids. Um, I think the best thing I saw was... Uh, you know what? I'm going to save that for last. I have been calling... I'm, I'm going to talk about Kingdom Hearts. I have been calling this for years. Years. When they came back and they were like, listen, we're putting Tangled into Kingdom Hearts 3. I was like, cool. When I found out they're putting Toy, Toy Story in Kingdom Hearts, I was like, cool. When's Frozen? When is Frozen? It makes perfect sense. Freaking Elsa is a wizard, more or less. It's a perfect fit. Her heart getting cold and all that shenanigans, it fit perfectly. Frozen's like the biggest Disney property on Earth. I called it. I've been calling it. And it happened. Today, we got to see uh, Elsa 
using like freeze rays on um, Heartless, and it was amazing. Um, that trailer was also, for those of you who follow the lore, super messed up. Um, because um, I can't even really spoil it. But there was a piece in there where a shadowy figure picked up a keyblade and threw some serious shade at King Mickey. And that character should not be throwing shade at King Mickey. That was a heel turn. And I was like, whoa, it hit me. Um, so that was Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I think I was distracted by Mike and Sully. Yeah, right? Mike and Sully are in that freaking game. And so is... Like, this is the thing. They basically made Kingdom Hearts... Kingdom Hearts 3 is focused on, quote-unquote, new Disney. All the other stuff, like, you know, you go through Tarzan, and you go through Aladdin, and you go through Beauty and the Beast, and you do all those things. They're really focusing a lot more on new Disney. They still feature... Hercules. Here's the yeah. difference, though. Here's the difference. The reason Hercules is kind of special, typically Hercules is just the Colosseum. His, his listen, story, I spent a lot of time in that Colosseum. Yeah, listen, that Colosseum. Level grinding. That Colosseum is amazing. Don't hate on it. But this is going to be an actual level where you're like fighting titans like out in the world. So it's different, but right. with the exception of that, and I'm sure there's going to be other worlds. Um, they showed us Simba, Simba as a summon from uh, like from Lion King. He's got like this weird fire somersault attack. Listen, Kingdom Hearts makes no damn sense. And anyone who wants it really? to make sense, anyone who wants it to make sense is crazy. This is not about making sense. It's about just shenanigans. Disney shenanigans. And for everyone concerned, because I know you're concerned, yes, Olaf is also in it. Olaf is definitely in it. And um, he he's never met those guys before. <laughs> and I know it's not the original voice actors, but the guy that they, the sound alike that they it's got to be Olaf is pretty good. I mean, it's not the same guy. They're not going to pay Josh Gad to come in and be in Kingdom Hearts. Although, I'm, maybe he would do it, but I don't know. Um, so that's the number one. Kingdom Hearts. Real quick, you're going to be doing a timeline about Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah, so we're working on and we're working on um, a timeline where we're going to give some vague. You know, we're going to we're going to try and give people the basic outline of what has happened so far. I'm interested because I never we're played. We're also going to give you an order in which to play the games if you happen to be super interested because the game's coming out. January 29th, 2019. So you have until the end of January to play a lot of games. That is more than I think is reasonable. But if you happen to be one of those people that wants to jam those games on easy and just go, um, we're going to give you an order with which to do so. Um, and we're also going to provide a list of resources, which is just going to be a bunch of YouTube videos that are all going to be family appropriate. That's what we're doing right now. We're actually, we've identified a big pool of options. We are now screening them to make sure that they are appropriate for kids that will, watching some handful of them, will give you the story. But, and I mean this, as someone who loves these games and knows the story, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, if you just play Kingdom Hearts 3... I just like having Donald Duck as my healer. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, but he's so bad at it, though. Um, maybe he'll be better in Kingdom Hearts 3. Maybe. But the... It's just... There's something about King Mickey dual-wielding keyblades. There's just... I just said those words. Those words were actual things that I didn't make up. 
right? Like that's what's so crazy about this game. Um, and there are a lot being considering how long it's been since like a proper Kingdom Hearts game has come out. There are going to be plenty of parents who are going to be buying this game for their kids next year, who and their kids weren't alive when, when the, the last Kingdom Hearts it was, came out. It was well, the first one was PS2. Yeah, PS1. PS2. Oh, PS2. So that's Kingdom Hearts. Frozen is in it. I called it like a billion years ago. Um, my second one is Anthem, and I can't. Here's the elevator pitch for Anthem, guys. Everybody that listens to this podcast, for the most part, knows about Destiny. Right? Multi- yeah, yes. It's multi- online multiplayer shooter. Um, you know, um, you know, fighting aliens. You know, there's different classes. Anthem is Destiny if everybody was Iron Man. Literally, everyone is Iron Man. <laughs> um... You are freelancers who use these things called javelins, which are basically Iron Man suits, to fight giant alien things. That's it. That's the game. Well, there's also a Bioware dialogue dumbed down, but... We don't know that it's dumbed down. No, they, they've, they've gone on record. That it's being dumbed down? Not those words. They said they simplified the dialogue choices. Okay, simplified does not mean dumbed down. You're just a Bioware fanboy. I am a huge single-player Bioware fanboy. And you're mad. And there's no romances, so I'm a little upset. I like space dating. So this is going to be rated T. And the, the romances from those other games are one of the reasons why they got M rated. Yeah. So it's, it's Gundam's fighting aliens. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, uh, it's Iron Man fighting. Because yeah, the suits Man. are... the suit You fit in the suits. They have, like, pads for okay. like, where, you, right. where you climb right. in. Um... They did a very deep dive at the EA Play event on Saturday. Um, and, you know, we don't know a huge amount about the story. Basically, the idea is you are humans. Right. Uh, you live on a world that is unfinished by the gods. And they left their machinery that is used for building planets, like just lying around. Um, and there are aliens and other factions that are trying to use this thing called the Anthem of Creation to finish it and you don't want people that are bad to do that because they'll just recreate the world and destroy you while you do it so you have to stop them and the only way you can do it is by using these javelins um there are four different kinds of javelins at this time um and they they went over the details for three of them um and uh you know they said that we are going to um they said that we're going to see details about the fourth one Later, um, I don't know. You know, so the, the 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 three that they talked about so far were the Ranger, which is like an all-around one, a Colossus, which is like a giant tank that uses heavy weapons, and the Storm, which is kind of like a Meiji paper tiger. You know, they take a lot of damage, mm-hmm. but they have elemental attacks. And the fourth one is the Interceptor, which we have no idea what it does. But in the trailers, it does like the Flash thing, where it like Sounds jumps like in. Kinda, but but they won't tell us. So um, this it looks pretty awesome. Um, it, I like Destiny uh, and I like Iron Man. So no no PvP at launch. No, P- but I'm fine because I don't like PvP. Well, I'm fine with that too. I'm excited. I'm about okay that. with that. So those are the so those are the two awesomest things that I saw so far. I mean, I got a whole list of other stuff, but 
uh, I think we're going to hopefully play some of these things at E3 mm-hmm. over the next couple of days. So, uh, do either of you have anything else? Well, there, I, I don't know if it's a game because there's, there's so many more games to see, but one of the things I saw that I think is awesome was in the Microsoft press conference and their, the initiative when they were just buying gaming studios and giving us content. They, yeah, so my, I agree. Microsoft has struggled. The Xbox One is being outsold by the PlayStation 4 almost 3 to 1. Yep. Which is crazy. Um, and uh, so they needed to do something. Um, Phil Spencer, their CEO, went and said, we're going to commit to helping build better games, um, and we're going to make the future of Xbox brighter. And they went and bought five studios to be part of the Xbox first party. And they bought... The, four of them were purchased from outside. Playground games, they make Forza Horizon. Um, and they are making Fable. They just didn't tell us, but they're making Fable. Um, and they bought a couple other companies that are mostly making grown-up stuff. But they formed a company called The Initiative in Santa Monica, California. Um, now that is a studio... We will not see the work from that studio for probably another four to five years. But the fact that they are they built something in Santa Monica, you know who else is in Santa Monica? Sony Santa Monica. And they just made God of War. And they're ramping down production on that game, which means it would be very easy for them to poach talent from that team. Um, that's why they're putting them in Santa Monica. I mean, right. there's no way around it. Um, this is going to be cool, man. I mean, the, I, I, the future is bright. Maybe not for the Xbox One, but for whatever they well, have coming next. All the games coming out from those from that talent, from those studios or the initiative or whatever, are all going to be on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass, you're playing them for nothing. Assuming you have the console that they're out on. Right. Yes. It's like the initiative. I would imagine they're going to be the next gen. The initiative, the next, for next example. Gen. Right. The initiative is not making an Xbox One game. Right. So that'll be interesting. Um, I think it's great when companies make a mission and like execute on it and they said we're gonna make it so games are better so we have more more experiences better experiences put their money where their mouth is literally and bought four studios that's a lot of money that they just poured out there so um and playground can they there's no way they sold cheap so, um, bully to uh, Phil Spencer for actually doing what he said he would do. Because a couple months ago, he said he was going to do some stuff. They wanted to recommit to that. So, um, so that's it for our first episode of the EFG Show Special Editions, whatever we're going to call them. Um, so, this is our Sunday night recording. We're going to be back tomorrow night recording. Um, and tomorrow, we got Ubisoft. We have Square Enix. We have... Um, Sony? Yeah, I was going to ask when Sony was. Sony is tomorrow night at 6 p.m. It is at 6 p.m. So we will likely be recording as soon as Sony is done mm-hmm. and then getting back to work while we get ready to go to E3 the next day. Because holy crap, we only have one day of not shenanigans before we have to go to the show floor. I'm sure we'll find shenanigans tomorrow. We will, we'll, we'll probably find shenanigans. we got to go get our badges. So, All right, so with that, folks, this is Steven. And James and John, we are signing off for the night. Don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye now. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening.
thank you for listening. Tune in next week.